The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I have my friend Melissa Clayton here with me today. Melissa is one of the funniest people I know. And she's a single mom and she lives in Chandler, Arizona, which she recently relocated to. She's been an entrepreneur for the past 11 years and she just loves sharing her story. She's super authentic and hilarious on social media and she believes in the power of solidarity and nobody should ever feel alone in their challenges. Gosh, isn't that just the truth? She's a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's a Pinterest expert, podcast host and a brick and mortar business owner. Melissa, thank you for being here today. I'm so glad that we get to do this. Yay, me too. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Isn't life to be fun? Here. Isn't life isn't this yeah. cool? <laughs> it's, it's cool. I know it. Like, who would have thought? So Melissa and I met years ago in a network marketing company that I'm still a part of. I don't actively really build anymore. Or I don't even know if you're still a part of it. It doesn't matter, but we oh, connected yeah. on on just a deep level. And I've watched Melissa walk through this season of life that I'll let her share a little bit of light about. And like all people, we can either let these, these trenches that we walk through either cripple us and become a victim to it, or we can let them refine us and grow us. And I have watched Melissa just hone in everything that she's been through and just turn it for good. So I'm excited to share her story with you today. So why don't you just take me back a little bit and just stock, I mean, share the part of the story that you want to share as life kind of turned upside down. Uh, Okay. First of all, I apologize. I'm a host. I'm a really good host, but telling stories is not my forte. I don't believe it for a That's second. I like, to, I like to interview. Um, so I guess many, many years ago, it seems like a lifetime ago, I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, we were married for a total of 15 years. I am very open with my story, by the way, so that might bring a lot of judgment, but basically during the course of my marriage, I started to feel really powerless. Like there was this really dynamic that was completely off. I couldn't put my finger on it. And I thought, and also I was told because I had like a really traumatic childhood. I brought a lot of baggage, you know, and I looked at these things that felt like they were off and I just assumed there's nothing wrong. I'm the problem. Like get it together, Melissa. Why are you trying to like ruin this or, or take this great, amazing thing and make it into something it's not. But that feeling of almost like inauthenticity, again, like just red flags all the time with behaviors and conversations we were having. So I went on a vacation and I cheated and I was like, Oh, that's a really terrible thing to do. (laughs) Why, why would you do that? And I'm like trying to, I'm on just like, what the heck, Melissa, why are you doing that? And ultimately, you know, just a couple of weeks later, my husband found out about it and I made the decision 
to leave. And I'm like, obviously good marriages don't have cheating. What the heck? Like I need to like step back, figure this out again. This feels wrong. I'm not yeah. happy, which is so cliche, but that's where I was at. And I couldn't figure out a way to like articulate my feelings or even put my finger on where it was really coming from. Yeah. Because so again, were you, I just thought, did you yeah, know that you were unhappy before you went on this trip? Like, did yeah, you, I, had you put your finger on that you were unhappy in your marriage? I, yeah, I, um, I don't know if I had said, I would say unhappy. I just felt really like jumbled up, you know, I, yeah. I just, it, it really, I would just say something felt wrong and I didn't yeah. know what it was. And, and then, I would say knowing you, know, you back then, like, I remember seeing that, right. Like not from mm-hmm, a judgment mm-hmm. standpoint, yeah. but like, just from like, I can tell that there's been like wounds there. Right. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know why I thought, again, I I just was willing to bear the brunt of that being like, I'm the problem, but I still had these feelings and the dynamic in our marriage was a little bit off. So yeah, at that point, when we had a conversation about what I'd done, he, it was so weird because he found out about it and like, he wasn't mad. He was really forgiving. I was like, Oh, this is like really good Christian. What an amazing man, Melissa, pull it together, figure out how to save this. But we were separated for about 18 months. And at that point, I felt like a lot of the reasons for my feelings were really uncovered. You know, it was abusive, basically. I felt like it was a really sure. abusive relationship. He never touched me, but it was just, you know, you can hurt people in a lot of ways. Yeah. And at some point I just said, you know what? Like, if it's not a yes, it's a no, basically. If, if after 18 months, I haven't figured this out, it still feels terrible. Like we have to be done. And then that can fast forward a little bit. I, our divorce, separation, divorce, and afterwards, we were still back and forth a lot. So this, it was such a confusing time, uh, but ultimately felt really toxic. And then I, a year later, about two and a half years after we divorced, I moved here to Chandler, Arizona with our three kids. So that's kind of in a nutshell, everything that happened, kind of the emotional stuff that was happening at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine how hard that was to leave. I mean, I think it's hard to leave any marriage, but Mm -hmm. if I I don't know from personal experience, but like you'd been with him since high school, I think about Mm -hmm. how much I've changed since high school. And I know that Mm -hmm. you're a little bit younger than me, but I mean, to walk through all of those seasons with someone and then just make the decision to leave because you just knew that was what was in your heart. Mm -hmm. um, I just can't imagine the courage in that situation that it took. Right. I was a mess though. I was a mess the I whole bet. time, but I still, I don't, I just, it, it for, and I said it was abusive and like, it's not like I even knew for a long time. I think I just finally became, came to terms with that after we were divorced and everything, yeah. but I just knew there something was wrong. And I know I said that over and over. And sometimes you can wrong. realize the things that are being spoken over to you, how disempowering they are to you after you're out of that situation. Right. I can relate right. to that from my childhood mm-hmm. is you don't even realize in the moment, like how painful it is and how deep of a wound it's caused until mm-hmm. after the fact does that. And it's almost like, yeah, totally. And that was my normal. Like I didn't have, it was just a traumatic childhood. So my parents weren't really speaking life into me. Right. And yeah, so same. for that to carry over into my marriage, it just felt really normal. And I didn't even bat an eye at it except it created these feelings of restlessness. Yeah. So what does it look like to pick yourself up after this traumatic life event, three children? Talk to me about that. Um, I have really processed a lot of emotions. And I think for me, it's just showing up and getting up every day. Sometimes just having grace to yourself. Yes. This is hard. 
And I've really had to adjust my expectations because I have these ambitions and things I want to do with my life. But at the same time, I'm trying to heal from this really big thing, basically a lifetime, whatever trauma, I guess. I really hate that word. It feels like, like I'm, I'm no victim, but you know, things have happened to me Yeah. Um, and just healing from that and giving myself grace. And, and I've had a lot of it feels like a roadblock, you know, just trying to push through that. You're constantly pushing, 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 pushing two steps forward, one step back, sometimes one step forward, two steps back, but just like, I can only control what I can control. And that's really where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to focus on how can I heal? How can I help my children? They're hurting too. You know, their life has had a tremendous amount of change. So how can I facilitate, you know, a better life for all of us than, what would be a default almost. So talk to me about what it looks like for your kids. Like what have you done to just help them through the process? I've really changed my parenting style a lot. When I was married, it was almost like I was the, I can't imagine myself ever being like the, what's the, the quiet one, (laughs) you know, like the the less authoritative one or whatever, but I was, I really took a backseat in parenting. I was like, you know, let him do it. He's the man, kind of a traditional perspective on parenting. Sure. And I had not developed any, I couldn't be effective with my kids. I, I was just a complete disaster, honestly, when we, when I found myself as a single parent. And so we walked through that a lot and we've, I've learned how to use my words, like a grown up, you know, like a big kid. <laughs> Here's what we do guys. We're not going to scream. We're not going to, you know, just have all these, it was almost like tantrums. Nobody knew how to control their emotions. Yeah. So we really had to just like, let's slow it down and a healthier approach to communicating overall, which I'm, it sounds so simple, but I'm so proud of myself and I'm proud of my kids for just evolving in that way, because it's, it's easier said than done in a lot of ways. So we have a lot of conversations, you know, try to put names on our emotions and I don't know, whatever you would hear in a therapist's office, hopefully. I think, (laughs) and I think even (laughs) just allowing space for those emotions Mm -hmm. is, is healing in itself. Right. Right. I mean, I think most of our parents were raised in a generation where emotion was bad. You didn't show that in front of other people. That was for behind closed doors. You didn't really deal with them. You just told people to get over it and creating space just for, for kids, especially to feel heard when they're hurting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes kids can't express emotions like adults. Like sometimes emotion comes in acting out. Sometimes it comes in a headache or a stomach ache or something like that. Like most people don't know if your kid has chronic stomach aches, it's probably anxiety. And that doesn't absolutely mean that, but a child can't articulate what's happening. Like they don't know what anxiety is. Right. Right. That's a manifest in so many ways in anybody's body, especially a kid, they really struggle to verbalize what they're, they don't know what they're thinking and feeling. Sometimes they just have these feelings kind of like I did. They just feel a little out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you start, you start walking through this healing journey and then some, some new stuff. I mean, you've started these new businesses. Tell me about that and how that aided in your healing journey. One of the first things I did way before I was ready financially or emotionally is I invested in a mastermind. And I didn't really know what a mastermind one was. I just knew my sister was doing it. <laughs> I was like, okay, sold. Take my money. So um, I got in a room. Which is sometimes new- people overthink stuff. So I actually yeah. highly recommend that if it's a oh, if it's sure. a valid mastermind. Anyway, go on. Right, right, <laughs> totally. It was friend for me. It was I trusted the people who were leading it, and I had a good. It was just 
a really good feeling. I think we can't really go with our gut on a lot of these stuff, a lot of these things. But so I got in this room with 50 other entrepreneurs, really not knowing why I was there. It was more of a mastermind. You mentioned I had a brick and mortar. So it was a mastermind more for like online coaches and people that were trying to create stuff online. And I was just open. I was just open. I knew I needed a change. Again, didn't know why I was there, but I knew I was with the right people and people that were going to help me to dream bigger and think bigger. And there was a a totally unexpected, but so much growth that came from hearing these people. They looked at me and they're like, I see something really special in you. And no one had ever like people, I'm not going to say no one had ever said that to me, but in that magnitude for people to speak life into me, these people who had really just met me, they saw something in me. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, so it, good. there's some sort of a feeling, you know, like it's really yeah. validating to have someone say you're special. You can do anything. Yeah. And I just took that and run with it, ran with it. Now that was, I don't know, two years ago. And a lot has happened since that. I didn't believe him for a long time. <laughs> I was like, stop it. You say that to everyone. But um, <laughs> now I really, I'm like, I'm starting to see what people see. Yeah. And that just came as a consequence, so to speak, of hanging out with the right kind of people. And that was really healing. I invested in that mastermind three times. Yeah, so it was, it, it was like productive, you know, therapy where I was also trying to create an income at the same time. It was really, there was two birds, one stone happening there. So, yeah. so thankful for that experience. I think too, there's like this, this shedding of layers when you've been through something difficult where you're like laying down the things that kept you stuck as you're trudging mm-hmm. through. And a lot of people don't make it through because they keep quitting or they mm-hmm. stop or they think that's not for them because it's hard and it feels yucky. And I just, I'm so proud of you for just continuing to just go through. And I know that that's a process that doesn't really end if you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, yeah. I just have love to watch you just just continue to like power through. It's been just, it's been a blessing to watch. And I'm so proud of you. So why don't you talk about your business that kind of manifested from this mastermind? So, yeah, I, everything's a work in progress, but when I was in the mastermind, uh, was kind of feeling empowered, but also unsure. Cause I'm like, all these people seem to have it figured out. What the yeah. heck? What's my skill? What can I do? Yeah. And honestly, we were training on Facebook. We were training on Instagram, all like the social media platforms, Google, right. you know, all sorts of ads. Like, why the heck isn't Pinterest in this conversation, guys? What are we doing here with Pinterest? It's huge. And it through that conversation, it was just very clear. People just don't know about it. It's overlooked because they don't know about it. It's kind of this like underground thing, but massively right. popular. Right. So I took a look at that and I said, well, I love Pinterest. They're, they always say, make a business out of something you love. So I'm passionate Absolutely. about it. Like, I, I love that platform. <laughs> so I'm going to learn it inside and out. And that's what I did. And so uh, I developed a course. I started one-on-one coaching. I started group coaching and that in itself was really empowering. When you ask people to trust you and they give you their money, their hard-earned money, and they say, yes, I trust you, there is a responsibility, but it's also very validating. And so that was healing too. There was so many things. You just need these small wins sometimes. Um, And it all came really wrapped up with with the Pinterest. And then that eventually, you know, I'm still doing Pinterest, but then I was like, well, retreats sound really fun. <laughs> so yeah. I started throwing her, I re- threw a retreat this summer and, um, what else? There was something else. I can't keep track of all this stuff. I'm just massively, I have to be careful because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, 
Um, we're like shiny object syndrome. Some of us, <laughs> a lot of us have ADHD because we're all like, oh, most of us have can't. ADHD. Yeah, I think so. And so I have to, I have to really rein it in. I got diagnosed in the last probably three or four years now, and I'm really just coming to understand that I'm not a weirdo. I'm not, I'm not lacking in some ways. I, my brain is just wired differently. Right. So when I approach businesses, like when I, I get bored easily to hear you say to what, you know, that I haven't been quitting and that I'm powering through, like, I'm really proud of myself for that because it is a challenge. I want to quit all the time because yeah. I'm bored or, you know, did I didn't get enough wins today or whatever. So, yeah, but it's been really fun. It's, been, it's what's been really cool is because I want to grow these businesses. You have to really put yourself out there, right? In a way mm-hmm. that a lot of people aren't comfortable putting themselves out there. A lot of people just don't put themselves out there. And for me, that's been the key to growth is being willing to say the things that everyone's thinking, but yes. you know, not being on the cyberspace, you know. And so that's been a growth thing of itself. It, it challenges me to push myself to be vulnerable, to be transparent, you know, and that the podcast was born out of that as well. Right. So a lot of things have come just from that. Right. So if someone's listening and they are like, what in the world would you use Pinterest for to run a business? Can you give some examples mm-hmm. of some like great breakthroughs or great things that can be used for that people might not be aware of? Right, right. So Pinterest is amazing. You know, there's this whole movement, I think, or maybe it's just my circle. A lot of people are talking about you want to market on in ways like lists that you own. So Instagram's great, but we had an outage a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah. oh crap, you know, or they could lock your account. They could delete it. I've had friends that's happened to them. And so yeah. there's really should be somewhat of a focus on growing a list that you own. Email lists are amazing for growing on Pinterest, right? You can take your lead magnet, you know, your freebie that you've created to bring leads into your business and you can expose warm leads, people that are already looking for what you do on Pinterest. So the thing about Pinterest that people overlook, it's like a, it's a search engine. Yeah. So people are search using search terms that already describe what you do. Like you just need to show up for them on Pinterest. And so what I teach people to do is how to keyword optimize, how to get their content in front of the right people. So email lists are huge. I mean, if you have a blog, I mean, I think that's a lot of people that use Pinterest probably have been on a blog because they found it on Pinterest. It's a great way to get people to your website. I've used it to direct people to podcasts, any sort of value-driven information. That's what users on Pinterest are looking for. So if you offer value to someone, that's how you get people to know, like, and trust you in your business, which is how we get sales. So Pinterest is a great way to bring those people in, in brand awareness in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's such a good point. And then is it for online businesses only or is it product driven as well? Most most people think of it as product driven to be honest because I mean if you sh- you can shop on Pinterest. 93% of people literally have their credit card out there on Pinterest they're like I want to buy something. Really? So they're searching for things. Yeah, unbranded searches too. It's not like Nike shoes. It's more like tennis shoes, you know. So sure. a lot of new people with physical products can get discovered that way. But on the flip side, it's the same way for service-based businesses, online businesses. People are searching for what you do. You just need to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, that's so good. And I think the thing that popped up for me is that I love that it gives everyday people like you and me the ability to market what we have to offer, right? Mm -hmm. I -hmm. mean, I think the, the misconception in using social media to sell is people are like, why they're so, at least I've heard this. 
That's so greedy. But what you don't realize is like when you have small businesses like us, like you're literally putting food on our table, you're paying our bills versus if you buy something at a big chain store, you're you're putting money in an already multi-billionaire's pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos doesn't really care, you know, honestly, like it's, so it's like, we're going to people there, we're all consumers. So absolutely. Let's make a shift a little bit. And it's almost like the shop local movement, right? Yeah. Like make a shift. You're spending money anyways. It's not greedy. You have something that you can help people with. It's a solution right. to someone who is that greedy to offer to help them and take money in exchange. It's an exchange of energy. Like we have bills to pay. We're not working for free. Yes. And I wouldn't expect anything on Amazon to be free, right? Like it costs money. I'm buying things that I don't need, but like they're <laughs> still like I'm paying for them. So why? I don't feel bad about that. So exactly. Yeah. I could hire a coach or, you know, buy something off someone's Etsy that I found on Pinterest, you know, whatever. So good. Yes. What it, we're going to spend money anyways. Who cares? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. Thank you for, for bringing me that all fired perspective. Up. <laughs> I know. I, I know. And I just, I love speaking to that because so often people are like, I see people that aren't in this entrepreneur space will almost roll their eyes when you start talking about how to generate more leads and sales. But it's no different than any other company out there. We're just everyday people instead of people yeah. organizations with millions of dollars of advertising right. budgets. I almost think when people roll their eyes, that's more about them too, right? Like it makes them uncomfortable Agreed. to see someone in their circle possibly doing something that they're not doing or something yeah. that they don't understand or do better than what they're, you know, whatever your perspective is, I think. And, and as entrepreneurs, that's my biggest hurdle. What do people think about me when I pitch my stuff? And yeah. you have to put that away. We, I mean, any entrepreneur has heard this, right? Like that yeah. Sally is rolling her eyes because she can't freaking handle it. Sorry, Sally. She's not your person anyway. So right. find, you know, Susie might be into it. So forget about right. Sally. Susie's your person. Let's focus on her. So good. So good. That's exactly why I love you. Well, I feel like you've <laughs> just brought so much hope uh, to someone that's maybe in this online space um, that's struggling, maybe a, a newly single mom. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the whole mission of my podcast is just bring hope to people. And I think there's just so much shame around divorce, at least that I've seen. And I love that you've just risen out of this situation. And at least you don't present that you are are riddled with shame. And I and I just admire you so much for that because the enemy uses that against people so much okay. and just kind of twists them up with it. So I'm just so thankful for you just being vulnerable with your story and just coming on and sharing today. Yeah. Yeah. I think for anyone, I think it's so powerful to share our stories. I think you can make such an impact. You know, some people like, how can I change the world? You don't have to offer anything except your own experiences because every, no, I feel so many people think they're alone going through what they're going through. I thought I was alone. You know, I was one of the first people in my circle to get married. Definitely one of the first people to get divorced. Right. And so I felt alone as a new married person. I definitely felt alone as a divorced person in my small town. A lot of people knew I had cheated. It was, it was not a good feeling. And like, I have to be accountable for my actions and I am, but there's so much solid. The second I put a post on social media, I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to tell everyone what happened because that is so freeing for me. Sure. And I had, and I told people my whole story, you know, in the, however many characters you get on Instagram, I told as much of my story as I could in a tactful way. But I had so many people say, thank you for saying that. You know, I had, I cheated. I had the same kind of a relationship. Here's what happened for me. It helped me understand my actions. It helped that person. It was like, 
empowering for them to know I'm not the only one that did this. I'm not the only one with this experience. We should not be feeling isolated because life is not all rainbows. We all have these valleys and to talk about the valleys is the most powerful thing. We do not need any more positivity, honestly, or toxic positivity is what I call it. You know, it's like, I only talk about the good things. That's garbage. There's so much more than that. Wholeheartedly. And I think it was so powerful that you did that because, and I, I didn't see that post, but I've heard you talk about it in other instances. I think it's so powerful because then again, like when you keep it hidden, it's almost like this wall of shame that mm-hmm. keeps you prisoner. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you just bust right. through that, like the enemy can't give it, use it against you because you're like, yeah. And not saying that every single person has to go and share that on social media. That's not no. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that Melissa did such a great job of not allowing shame to define her in these decisions and in these things that happened that, that ultimately, you know, moved her forward, um, Mm -hmm. in life. So again, thank you for sharing. Where can people find you if they're interested in your services or they're just super inspired or they just want to laugh a lot because you are hilarious. (laughs) There's so much pressure when people tell me I'm funny. I appreciate that, but I'm always like, Oh my gosh, now I have to say something funny. No Um, pressure. No, thank pressure. God. Okay. No <laughs> pressure. Jen said no pressure. We're good. So Instagram always, of course, Instagram is I am Melissa Clinton website, melissaclayton.net. I have all my Pinterest services on there. You can learn about my retreat, my podcast, but if you just want to connect, let's hang out on Instagram. I'm all about that. If I love, I love Instagram people dog on social media, I think way too much. They're either having a bad experience or I don't know, but I love Instagram so much because I've met so many amazing people or I've That's developed, awesome. you know, like I found these acquaintances and they're so much deeper now because we just, I love it. The DMs. That's because people like your humor. That's why. <laughs> Thank you. I'll put, I will put all of your handles and your website in the show notes. So if you guys want to connect with Melissa, it will be super easy to do. Melissa, thank you for coming on the podcast today and just sharing your heart and your vulnerability. I just adore you. And so thanks for taking the time to be on here. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.